Hello, everyone. Al Madrigal from the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, quick message about fundraising. Thank you so much for listening to an All Things Comedy podcast that you are supporting here. We have a sticker uh, that you can buy for 5 bucks. It says, I support All Things Comedy. If you can go to TubeStart.com, we have a brief campaign going to support our new studio. No one's making money off of this. We're hoping to just have this studio support the comics and make sure they can record in a great place at no charge. And thanks to you. All right. Appreciate it. Allthingscomedy.com, tubestart.com. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I'll show you hot and sexy. Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Big episode today. Big app. Living legend, bro. A, a literal comedy icon. Yeah. Part of the reason we perform at the comedy store. Yeah, Polly Shore. I mean, yeah. you kind of—it's—he's one of those dudes you don't have to say a whole lot. Fucking Polly Shore. Yeah. Everyone knows Polly. Everyone has a, has feelings towards Polly. He, yeah. He's been a part of our lives. Yeah, we, since most people's lives for a very long time now. If you're around our ages, so okay, fine, in your thirties. Yeah. <laughs> um. You grew up watching his movies. Yeah. Biodome. Polly has been a part of media for over close to three decades. Ever since I, I was a kid, he was on, on my TV and stuff. Yeah. So we met him, obviously, when we started you know, performing at the comedy store right. and stuff. I've told a story on here. Uh, ep- wait, I can't remember what episode, where I went on the road with him. Yeah. Um, I've told it on a few podcasts. It was a disastrous experience. I, I know Polly almost not... Like non-existently, we've—I've never went on the road with him. We interact very little at the store, uh-huh. so this to me was like this is the longest conversation I've ever had with him. Oh no way! Yeah, oh, I didn't—I don't think I knew that. Yeah, we don't—we—we—we we, we haven't spent a lot of time together, so I was pretty interested. Yeah, to talk to him. He's an interesting dude, and he's had a crazy life, and now all that life is going into a new documentary that he made about himself called Polly Stands Alone. Yeah. And we we talk about the teaser. It's good. It looks good. Yeah, the trailer's online. Um, you can go to Polly's Twitter um, or just Google Polly Stands Alone. It'll, yeah. it'll show up. Watch that trailer. It's actually... It's it's interesting. Yeah, it's Polly's kind of getting honest about where his life is at. And you just get to see what he has yeah. to go through as life as himself right now, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. I, it's interesting when people are famous for a long time. It changes. It goes back and forth, and it's never, you know, I don't think it's one of those things you know how to plan for. Yeah. Because it's, it's weird when everyone knows And a good are. amount of it is him, you know, taking care of his mom yeah. at Mitzi Shore, for those who don't know, um, who kind of built the comedy store, you know, empire world as it is now. Yep. Um, so she's, you know, in her 80s, and he's taking care of her, and he's on the road, and it's, you know, it kind of goes back and forth. Comes out December 4th, I believe. Yep. Um, and it's really, uh, it's an interesting look into, yeah, all that stuff. Like yeah. a, a career that's gone that long, and where it is now, and what he's doing with it. And yeah. The guy's still working. He's not like, well, I give up, or I'm retired, or I'm moving on to a new thing. He's like... I'm still making this happen. And he is. Like, he's, you know, he does fine. Yeah. You know, he's got money, so he's not broke. He never got into drugs. We get into all that stuff. Yeah. Um, he's got so many fucking stories. When we were talking to him, there were so many. I'm like, dude, I want to hear more about yeah. anything, we, any person, any celebrity we mentioned. He had like, oh, yeah, I hung out with her. I was friends with him. I partied with them. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's had a very fascinating life that I think yeah. people have had. 
and it's it's just interesting to me that we all know we all know Polly. We all have a, some sort of relationship with Polly Shore. Yeah, there's not a lot of people where you could, that you could say that about, especially comedians. Well, because yeah, who got famous young, so they can be a part, so they can stay famous a long, long time. Yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, I I found this this was really interesting to me to talk to him. Yeah, this was a fun one. Yeah, um, we'll keep it short. Um, I'm not on the road until December. Um, so I don't really have much. I'll be at the comedy store, obviously, a bunch. Yeah, me too. I'll be at the comedy store on the West Side Comedy Theater on Sunday. So I'm at the Improv Monday on the 24th. If you're interested in that, um, and then that's about it. Short and sweet. Um, oh, if you've read my Taylor Swift article or blog or whatever, get it. Thank you. <laughs> um, if not, go fucking read it. No, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's. Uh, I turned around on her big time. I want to turn her around. Whatever. Yeah. She's getting prettier now that she's an adult. She's always been pretty. I never was into it. I thought she looked like a surfboard. I was not into it. <laughs> there was no, Literally, I was like, that's just like a super white. To be fair, surfboard's very attractive. Object. Skinny, no anything. But now she's like, oh, you're becoming a woman. She, like, looks, she looks better. Anyway, um, that's it. Enjoy this episode with Polly Shore. We enjoy talking to him. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Other nugs, keep your melon up hot. Don't let her harsh your gig. Witness three o'clock, there's another rig. Lisa, Lisa. How do you like Silver Lake? I've been dying to ask you this. You know, I didn't move out here purposely. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I want to move to Silver Lake. My friend's mom owns the building. Oh, all right. You know, my friend's like a real estate agent, friend of mine. And um, his mom owns the fourplex, and if they, sorry, Uh-oh. Siri just went well, off my pocket. Your iPhone just attacked. <laughs> just attacked the starting, the start of a really sorry. good story. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It was yeah. so loud too. Yeah. Siri was like, "I cannot help you with your request." All right. Jesus. So your friend's a real estate agent. Are you gonna cut that part out? <laughs> no. We leave all the we leave all the awkward moments okay. in there. Okay. Um, yeah, my friend's mom owns the building, and I guess it's been in their family for. Just since I don't know the '40s or something. Yeah, and it's an older place like this. What's what year is this place? Well, the original structure of this house was built in like the '20s, but then I rebuilt it. But yeah, all the houses Dude. in here are '20s. Yeah, it's like old. Yeah, so Super I old. just so he just said, you know, this girl. I guess it was like David Mamet's daughter mm-hmm. lived in the unit. It's a fourplex, and it's off of Lucille. And um, and he was like, you know, he knew I was looking for a place, and uh. He just said, "Hey, do you want to see? You know, do you want to see this spot?" And I walked in. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is dope!" And then, you know, it just happened to be in Silver Lake, and I never really thought of or wanting to move out here uh-huh. because I just, you know, I've always been like West Hollywood, Hollywood, Sunset Strip guy ever since I was born. Oh yeah, yeah. You used to live on the like the top of the world is what I used to call it. Yeah, that I one mean, place. Yeah, that house. I still own the house. Oh wow, the one cool. above yeah. the store. No, that or the white one from Cribs. Yeah, the white one from Cribs. Okay, I yeah. still own it. And I, I, I call it my little whore. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Because I, I lease it out. Right. Oh, uh, okay. You know yeah. I mean, I lease it out. Much so like a whore, yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. And right now, I had, I had some Norwegian, Norwegian tenants in there for a while, and they're getting out in about a week, and I'm spending a lot of money on the remodel, mm-hmm. you know, because the whore needs to be remodeled. Yeah. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? Plastic <laughs> surgery. Yeah, some plastic yeah. surgery. <laughs> look, you got to pin her neck back. Yeah. She looks a little Get loose. Get some, nip, yeah. some nips and tucks, yeah. you know? Keep her looking young.
So I'm just kind of doing some updates, and then I'm going to put her back out on the market. Like whatever happened with first. whatever happened with that wall and you and Clive Barker? Oh no, that was Wes Craven. Wes Craven, sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, Clive Barker. Um, well, you know, we settled. It was, you know, I guess what happened was is uh, there was a leak on my property, and I was on tour or something, and then. Was it a sprinkler yeah. or some shit? Yeah. It yeah. was like a sprinkler thing that busted from the gardener, broke it or left. Or, right. And then there was like dripping water. And then his whole, his whole side of the hill just went, yeah. just went down. Oy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, In um, my head, when, when, I, when you told me that story like a long time ago, the first thing I thought I was like, dude, Polly better be careful. Like that guy created Freddy Krueger. Like in my head, he was scarier because of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. we. Me and, and then him, he's just some old yeah, guy. Me and him, like, like, you know how like some people you just like, I don't want to say don't get along with, but you just kind of have awkward. Yeah. You know I mean, like awkward neighbors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some neighbors you're like cool and you like hang out with. Yeah. And then some are kind of like, he was always like, just kind of, I mean, sweet guy, really nice guy. Like, he used to come see George Carlin at the comedy store all the time. Yeah. He and I used to get him in there, and he would be like, but it was always kind of just really awkward. Like, he's like, Wes Craven is like one of those guys, like, he, um, he has a tool shed, you know, and he's always working in the tool shed. What? Like, make shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, like, you'll drive by his garage, and then, you know, you just kind of look over, and he kind of peers at you. <laughs> And then you're like, what the He's fuck? He's sharpening blades yeah, to like, yeah. Yeah. So. Weird. Neighbors are the weirdest. That's crazy. You I really have neighbors in my fourplex. Yeah, what's it's that fucking like? fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, there's two chicks, well, uh, two chicks that live below me, and then one dude with a, an attorney guy lives next to me. He's like my neighbor... And he's got like a hairpiece. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no, but like a really gnarly, like real. A like, bad one. Really bad. But I was like, I do my laundry and then I put my like pants out to dry on the balcony. And I always kind of look over at his unit and he's got like a styrofoam head with the hairpiece on top of it <laughs> with pins in it. It's awesome. But I don't want him to see that I saw it. Yeah, no, so no, I no. I just look at it really quick and then yeah. I get back inside. Yeah. Because <laughs> you want to see it all the time. At that's, this point. I mean, that's what like Silver Lake is. There's a lot of people that moved here in like the 60s mm. and they're, they're about ready to die. You know, they're, getting, they're like legit old. Yeah. And so there's like in about 20 years, you're going to have a whole new group of people living in Silver Lake. Yeah. Like young people will have rebought everything. Yeah. And the girl that lives right below me, um, like sometimes I have sex with girls up in my unit, and cool. she and she'll like, she'll like, uh, 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 wait, let me rephrase that. Sometimes I have sex with my girlfriend in my unit, <laughs> and uh, and uh, <laughs> and good cover up, <laughs> sweet you save. Definitely have to cut that part. Yeah. Um, and she left me a note. This is a true story. She left me a note on my door. And she says, if you're going to have sex, you know, shut your, you know, tur- shut the windows and turn on the air conditioning because the walls are paper thin. Oh. And, and, and I'll do the same for you. That seems fair, I guess. Yeah, but I, li- I listen all, all the time and she's never getting laid. Yeah, but she's below you. That's like the yeah. sound. You yeah. can hear below you. Could you? I don't know. I think so, yeah. It's the same, it's the same thing. I haven't lived. I've never, I, I just realized I've never lived. Ab- oh, no, I have lived above someone once. Yeah. I don't remember though, but yeah. So I've been out here, and you know, once I got on Lucille and I, I got moved in, I mean, I really like it. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, wherever you live is kind of like it's got to be a comfortable. So I don't care if I live like in a bigger house or a smaller place. Like I just like the vibe here. Yeah. So uh-huh. for the vibe in that particular unit, I don't see me leaving for a while. You know, and there's also something really cool about like 
going to work at the store and like doing shit in West Hollywood and then driving home. I feel like an American. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like that's what Americans do. Yeah, well, that's also from, what like most of us do. We don't like you've lived at the store yeah. your whole life. So it's like now it's you just go. It's like a totally yeah. different lifestyle. In a you're going from like you. one neighborhood to another is what you mean. Like yeah. you're like le- but going most of America. I mean, in all the towns in America, what they do is they drive to the city and they go back to their suburb. Yeah. 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 So I feel like going down Fountain. You know, that whole trip down Fountain is like, oh, I'm going home. I'm kind of on. I feel like yeah. that, too. Like, living in, like, Los Feliz, it feels the like a, a neighborhood. It's right. it's different yeah. than, like, you're you're going into Hollywood, then back out. Right. It's just something yeah. and, nice and about Hollywood, that. to me, now, it's just fucking retarded. Like, there's too much construction. There's too much TMZ buses. There's too much potholes. There's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone is just, I don't know. I don't like, I don't, for me, I just don't like that area anymore. What's your favorite era of hollywood <sighs> probably um i mean i think the 70s were pretty cool because like you know that's when my mom started the store and that's when i was like really little and she used to like you know drive me home from the store to like her house on doheny yeah and like back in the 70s like if you think of like the eagles and like that kind of era you know i grew up here i went to beverly hills high school you know donovan leach is one of my best friends you know, grew up right off of, you know, Beechwood Canyon. Yeah. And, like, that whole, like, that time, you know, he went to, I think he went to, did he go to, Fair, no, he went to Hollywood High. So, like, I don't know. It was, like, that era, that kind of, like, the 70s, I think, you know, was yeah. pretty cool. I was, I was young, you know. Like 10, 12 or No, I was born in 68, so I think, like, the oh, late okay. 70s. Right. But then the 80s were really cool because that's when I was in high school. Yeah. You know, and that to me, like, especially in movies and music, I think were like the best time because <coughs> I was obsessed with like John Hughes, mm-hmm. you know, like all his films, Molly Ringwall, like that whole. Yeah, I mean, you were in high school club. when the best high school movies were being right. made. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, it meant so much. <laughs> You're like, this yeah. is about me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true because yeah. like we, we all remember when we were in high school, like how. How, 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 what a pivotal time it was for us. How freaked out we all were in high school, like 9, 10, 12, you know what I mean? That time. Yeah. And then those John, Hu- those John Hughes movies was that era. And I was like living it. Yeah. And I was obsessed with Molly Ringwall, like literally, <laughs> like, like seriously obsessed with her. Yeah. Like, I just was thought she was just so beautiful and cool. And like, I don't know. It's just like, I'd cry and watch her. Wow. I'm crying right now. Thinking about <laughs> it. Yeah. He is guys. He's crying right now. Yeah, he's <laughs> tearing. He's tearing a little bit. She was like the first redhead. I was like, all right. Okay. Okay. And she is like accessible. You know, she wasn't like so super crazy hot. Mm. Yeah. That uh, you're like, she's from another planet. I can't even. Well, like, that's why, that's could, why John girl Hughes next door stuff hired her. He was like, I, I know because he, he explained this to me. Like they were trying to like throw him all like the hot '80s mm. actresses. He was like, no, 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 no. It's this girl. Mm. She's the girl that like normal guys yeah. look at her and are like, mm. oh my god, that's the girl. At like mm. you know, he wanted to use realish people. Yeah, as close as he could get. You know. Yeah. So it was you know, for me like you know like that time like you know before the internet before this whole I don't want to say bullshit but it was just. A lot simpler. Yeah, I mean, everyone's scrapping now to try and get known, and you know, back back then it was so simple. It was like you get a fucking agent, right? You trust your agent, you trust your manager, and they get you an audition, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. 
You don't like have to figure it out, right? You know, all you have to do is fucking be funny or do a good reading. That's it. It's like get on the Tonight Show, and then you were That's good. That's it, yeah. dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't this this time. It's like I mean, we, we we don't have a choice. Like you know, that's part of the reason why I'm doing a podcast. Like I got to keep my shit out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like a, oh, I can't wait to fucking do a podcast for free. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. no, barely anyone hear it. You know what I mean? It's not cool. Yeah, it's the worst you know it's like back then there was something about like like dude you had a headshot right you know what i mean and it was like awesome and you'd like show it to people yeah. <laughs> would be like oh my god i'm getting a headshot yeah They're like and whoa was, you're making it yeah, yeah no it was just it was just like you know and i remember when you first came out like because mm. you drove didn't you drive my brother across america or something i did i drove him to he moved to chicago and i drove him uh yeah, or he, he you, drove his car and I drove the yeah. U-Haul. Like you were young. What was that? Two thousand. Two thousand four. Oh, okay. That was, yeah. Okay. So I was like twenty. Yeah. Or two thousand three or four. I was like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, just I don't know. It's just uh, you know you have to change with the times. Yeah. You know, this is what's kind of dealt with to us, so you have to kind of roll with it. But yeah, there was just something about just going to audition and waiting for your manager or agent <laughs> to send you the feedback. Yeah. About it and. Now managers, now they're like, you can't just go get a headshot and be like, I have this headshot, please represent me. You have to go in there and be like, I have this headshot, I have a podcast, I have a yeah. web series. This I have any Vine followers. Yeah, you got to do yeah. all these things. I remember when Vine then. came out, I, I was like, I, I go, Neil, what's Vine? He goes, it's another fucking thing we have to do now. Right. <laughs> he's like, it's, yeah. a new, it's the new thing we have to do. Yeah. We don't have a choice. Like, I was like, he's like, dude, just sign up for it and make one. I was like, all right, I, okay. Yeah. And it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, it's you know che- I mean? it cheapens here, everything. Well, here's my, here's my take on all this, this fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know, my take on the whole thing is like, it's awesome that there's internet and it's awesome that there's all this social media, but it's also not awesome because it's cool because people, you know, like we're all doing this and it's cool and stuff, but then there's people that are fucking retarded that are also doing it and it just clutters yeah. up. It does. It clutters up the airwaves. There's too many people. It also degrades the value of all of it because yeah. everyone can do it for free. Right. So it's like, oh, getting on screen, it used to be getting on a screen was really hard. <laughs> like even just a small, any kind of getting screen coverage or anything was like hard to do. Now it's like so easy. It makes every, the price of it goes down. You're like, I can shoot it in my house with my phone. Yeah. Right. Like and anyone with a Vine account's like, I'm a comedian now. You're like, no. Yeah. Right. No. Right. And yeah, it does clutter everything up. Everything people, is cluttered. There's too much shit. And it yeah. just takes the people that are talented that do have, you know, that, that are, that's why Mark, Mark Marin is doing so good now. Because he's like, he just like, Kept pounding it, and I mean, he's a talented dude. Yeah, his, his shit's good. You know, he came out at the right time, and his his is broken through. Yeah, yeah. Know, somehow, and he's making money off it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I've talked to him about it. And he's like, "Fuck, I'm making money." I'm like, "I'm like, how long are you gonna do this for?" He's like, "Dude, I don't know that I'm getting paid now." Yeah. So he's making money off it. I'm not making money off it. You guys probably aren't making money, right? No. I no. Mean, right. The Gardener Next Door. <laughs> Gardener <laughs> Next Door is making more money right now than we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> But that's my point. But. You know, it's like a manager once told me you have to you have to go where the cheese is. Right. You know, the cheese is this. You got to go where it is. It's that's why it's like if Dancing with the Stars <coughs> called me, I'd fucking probably do it. You know I think I mean? you should do it if they called. You'd yeah, probably be good at it. My point is, is I don't want to fucking do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right. I don't want to do it. But you will. Yeah. You know what you are doing though, which is great, is that you are 
you're doing what a lot of younger people are doing. Where they're like, "Fucking, I'll do a podcast and a Vine account," but you're you're doing it because your levels up. You're like, "I'm going to make my own movies," mm-hmm. as opposed to like, "I'm just going to wait until an agent goes, hey, yeah. here's an audition." Because no. you can't. You have like the resources. I stopped, yeah, I stopped doing that after I did Polly Shore's Dead, which was probably about over 10, 10 years ago. I think I'm, I was on the premiere tour. Oh, you were? That was the one and only time I ever opened for you. Then you banned me from oh. opening for you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you oh, remember yeah, that? you were the worst merch guy ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was you and Matt Edgar. No, no, it was me and Steve Renazizi. This is a 2000... Yeah. Yeah, five, five, yeah, six. So that, yeah, that was like... <laughs> yeah, that was like... That was fun, dude. It really was fun. Sacramento? Yeah, it was Sacramento. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so ever since then, I've just kind of like... You know, I've been just doing my own thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Am I making money? I guess. I'm starting new now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm starting. It's starting to pay off. Um, so it's like I have a saying in the business, work brings work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Work yeah. brings work. Work begets work. Yeah, yeah. Work brings work. That's just the way it is. It's like you can do these 10 things that make no money and you lose money. But because of those 10 things, yeah. you've got this other thing that guess what? Yeah. You're making money off it. Yeah. So yeah, and you've learned through that process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the stuff I'm doing now is like I know how to do it. Like if you guys came to me or anyone came to me and go, how how do I make this for a low low budget? And you da 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 da. You know, where do I get the but resources? I know how to do it. Yeah, and that's just basically from just doing it. You know, the hardest thing I did ever, I think, was that politics thing two years ago. Uh huh. That was a lot of work because that like, was like totally outside my comfort zone. So it was a lot of work in like, cause you were like directing, producing. Like, like, yeah. They don't give you, Showtime didn't give me, it's not like they gave me millions of dollars to do this. They right. They gave me a certain amount of money and then I had also, cause I wanted it to be really cool. So I had to also put my money into it as well. Uh-huh. Because I didn't want to just do like me in DC with like all these comedians. I wanted to do songs and I wanted to interview politicians and I wanted to like, you know, so... I don't know. And then I was doing material that was political. And I'm not a political material, so I had to help. You know, I had to get help from political writers. Right. And that was like <laughs> that was tough. You know, it was exhausting. So, but how old were you when you got famous? Um, fuck MTV. So, yeah, but how old were you at that? You you were young. Yeah, I was probably <coughs> um, probably like 21, 22, 23. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. I look at Dalia now, and he's like, "Yo, dude, look at my thing. I'm like getting all these." I'm like, "Dude, I did that when I was in my 20s." You know what I mean? I just like, like getting famous yeah. young. I, I ter- like the notion of it's terrifying. Yeah, but it's fun. I, yeah, I mean that's the thing. You get to it's have way so more much. fun. We know you can get away with. That's why yeah. Justin Bieber's got a hall pass, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you you because get to have. Like, you know, yeah, he's Taylor young. Swift or any of these, yeah. these people that do really stupid things. Yeah, because they're young. Yeah, they're young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. T- Getting young that famous or being famous that young, I feel like you you kind. I feel like you came out of it a lot less damaged than a lot of people. Mm. Oh yeah, just because there's a saying: if you want to fuck up someone's life, give them fame and money at a young age. Mm. Like yeah. it's it's just a thing you can't. Because yeah, you so never like wrecked your life at any point. Uh-uh. You never like uh-uh. were in rehab. You never uh-uh. like. Yeah, no, was... I just, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, in life, I just think I have this saying, it's like, you know, you, you learn what to do and what not to do with the people around you, you know, like the comedy store, you know, was a place, you know, uh, it was my backyard and it was a place of, uh, you know, people that are fucking, you know, got their shit together and people that don't got their shit together. And I think at the end of the day, you just kind of look at the people 
that are, you know, that, you know, the goods and the bads, like for instance, Sam Kennison, you know, who I worshipped growing up and when I was there, he was like a guy like that I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this from him, but I'm not going to take that from him. Right, right. And the same thing with everyone, like even the people around me is like, I always had a, um, you know, a saying like, it's cool to dance with the devil, don't become the devil. Right. Meaning it's cool to get fucked up and go crazy, but don't become that person. Yeah, don't let it like consume you. No, I was curious. That's really not good. That's what I, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago, where I I cited the comedy store because when I started there, I was like, you know, eighteen, nineteen, doing yeah, the open mic, yeah, yeah. and I I learned similar lessons mm. from like watching awesome comics do awesome shit, and then watching guys that are like, geez, that guy's still around here, mm. and like you know, nothing ever happened because they mm. just got they spent twenty years getting fucked up on mm. drugs mm. and you know all this stuff, or they got bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. So you learn, yeah. like, yeah, what's too much and what's too little, and like. And I think you just do that with your family and your friends. It's like you know, it's like I think there's a lot of parents that are really strict on their kids. Yeah. You know, and then those kids are the ones that are the most fucked up. Right. Know? And I think, you know, there's a lot of parents that aren't strict on their kids. Like my mom was with me, and I kind of just got, you know, I had to figure it out. Yeah. So um, I don't know. When you, like, when you, during that MTV time, were you hanging out with other, like, young celebrities, or were you hanging out with mostly comics because you came up, you, you know, grew up at the store? You, like, hung out with the Rat Pack? stars. Yeah, like, (laughs) did you, were there, like, uh, like, did you, I mean, you, like, Molly Ringwald, like, couldn't you get to her, or, like... No, I did, I did get Like, you know, Estevet, like, were you hanging out with those people, or were you just, because of knowing stand-ups, you just hang out with those people? It was everyone. Yeah. I mean, it was everyone, I mean, you know... I mean, it was everyone from, fuck, I mean, Lenny Kravitz to Nick Cage to, you know, to, I mean, all, everyone. I went to Beverly Hills High School, you know, uh, David Schwimmer was in my school from Friends. Um, so There was a little bit of that, like, Viper Room scene. Yeah, Were but you? before Viper Room, it was called Filthy McNasties. Oh, shit. Yeah. And my sister used to date the guy. <laughs> wow. Filthy McNasty, yeah. That's hilarious. It was awesome, dude. Guys, I would like to... <laughs> the guy used to pick her up, I swear to God, at my mom's house. Yeah. His carpet covered hers with flames on the side. Whoa. Wow. With, dude, That's and he would... He, dude, he would... He'd, it was like an ice cream truck. You know, he'd, he'd press the horn and it would be like, da 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 yeah. I'd be like, Sandy, filthy's here. You know? <laughs> what parents would let their kids go out with a guy named Filthy? My parents. Right, right. You know what I mean? Why don't they just make a show in chronological order of your family life? Oh, my God. Like starting it. That would be amazing. You just transcribe it and be like, and then my sister dated Filthy McNasty. Yeah. yeah. So, um... How nervous were you when you finally did meet Molly Ringwald? Because that's like so nervous. Did childhood you, did crush you totally though? blow what it? Happened was, what happened was is um, I got a movie um, called For Keeps. Mm-hmm. And it was my first feature. And it was one of her movies that she did towards the end of her kind of teen yeah. career thing where she got pregnant. And I played one of her best friends. Yeah. So um, John Alvison was the director of it. And I got cast in it. So I got to meet her. You know what I mean? And uh, it was cool because Adam Horowitz was going out with her at the time, mm-hmm. uh, one of the Beastie Boys, and I was Wait, on the what? set. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stiff competition. Stop. Stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Molly Ringwald dated one of that's like a that's like an eighties explode like a pop culture eighties explosion. <laughs> yeah, you're like holy shit! <laughs> like, so I was like, whoa, wait, wait, stop! <laughs> wow. He was on the set with her every day. 
Whoa. Yeah, so he was pretty much cock blocking me. Of course. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> or being nice. a good boyfriend, but however you want to. Nah, let her work. Yeah. Yeah, let her work, right? Yeah, let yeah. her work. And then let you work. Yeah, but on what her. I mean is let Polly fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she did. I remember her doing something really cool, really cool, uh, really, really nice to me. Um, we were doing a scene, and, you know, like, for the people listening, like, Making a movie, like, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, it's really hard. <laughs> Meaning, like, where do you step, you know, the angles, you know, where to put, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, no one told you. No, they never really told me. Like, you know, you just, it's hard, you know, if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, you know, you've done 50 commercials. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know how it is. It's like you got to, you know, and there's light. No, there's a whole other thing. Yeah, and it's a lot. It's, it's almost technical. like. Yeah, it's very, exactly. It's very technical. So I got nervous. The sun was going down. The director was yelling at me. I finally got my shot. And after, you know, we're having dinner. I'm eating by myself. Yeah. You know, the whole, like, everyone's mad at me. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, like, the yeah. whole. The this whole, sounds like every Bobby Lee acting story also, by the way. Like, I couldn't get it. Everyone was mad at me. I ate alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have another story, too, about Mary with Children, that where they, everyone got mad at me, too. That was a really <laughs> funny one. But, uh... uh so she comes and sits down next to me. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, don't worry. He's a fucking douche. Like, the director, he's an asshole. Like, you're cool. You know, you're my friend. Like, don't worry about it. You're oh, cool. wow. Oh, that's cool. And she was, like, really sweet. And she had lunch with me. Wow. And then I finger banged her under the... <laughs> you did not. <laughs> that's not how that... En- you, no, no. <laughs> no. No, so that was really cool. That's cool, you know? though. <laughs> you know, I still love her. I think she's awesome. And I don't know. I was inspired by her. You know, like... Yeah. That's the thing. Is like, with me, like, you know... When I was a kid, I went. I I watched more bands than I did comedians. Yeah. Like as a kid, like Hollywood, L.A. Like I saw every big band. Oh yeah, how can you not? Walking down Sunset and it's just like yeah, during but the just heyday. Every venue though, the Forum or the Hollywood Palladium. I saw the English Beat open for the Clash Whoa. in 1982. Shit, best concert I've ever been to. It was fucking wow, awesome, dude. Jesus I was Christ. zero years old. Jesus Christ, dude. It was. Uh, the Clash was like the best band I've ever seen live. Fuck, that's great. And then I saw The Clash open for The Stones at the fucking <laughs> what Coliseum. What the fuck? This is crazy. Dude, it was so awesome. <laughs> what year was that? That was like in the 80s. Wow. In the 80s, yeah. So I, I was like, I mean, that's part of the reason how I got on MTV. Uh-huh. Because I was so inspired by music. Right. You know what I mean? That's why like, if you look at me or my style of comedy, especially when I first came on the scene, I was like half music half comic you also didn't look like any other 80s comic it wasn't like right. you weren't wearing a blazer and jeans and a t-shirt yeah, like you had a, a you total know. rock and yeah, roll vibe like rock and roll every one of my shows back then it was standing room only right. i would only do festival seating shows that's cool i would never do shows where people were sitting and then like i guess it was in the late 90s late 90s i started working comedy clubs right and then it's been downhill ever since <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of the first people to do that like fuck the comedy clubs i want to play like rock, rock clubs, venues rock clubs and just yeah people would stand Cause that's then great because that was my style yeah i just it was crazy i just i was talking to you yesterday at the store about the growlers right right oh yeah you were like you're hanging out with them today no i hosted them i hosted their beach goth last or yeah yeah ago. and that was at um that was at um in orange county all these cool bands like, yeah i saw the lineup it yeah, looked it good like, Really cool bands, and and I was able to host it, and you know, because I've done it so many times, like with people standing up. Like I don't do material, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I just come flow. I start talking. You know what I mean? I just improv it and fuck with it. And and so that's, you know, I mean, I like doing that. Yeah. Yeah, the Growlers, that's a good band. Man. They really are a good I band. Was, like, I never, I never heard of them. I kind of heard of them, but I didn't know their music. Uh-huh. They're pretty legit. What do you, know? you listen to nowadays? Because you've seen literally the greatest bands of all time. Yeah. Like, what impresses I you mean, now? I went to Tom Petty at the Forum a couple weeks ago. Okay. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he's great. I love Tom Petty. Um, I, I just like good music. I mean, I'll just... I mean, on my radio, on my, my car, I have everything from, like, hip-hop to, like, you know, to classic rock to, like, top 40. So... I'll just like kind of troll around. Oh, I also have ninety four point seven, which is the easy listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like nice to listen to when you're driving down Fountain. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your way home from your work. favorite street. <laughs> That's so great. The Clash in eighty two is unbelievable. So yeah, I saw Iggy Pop in uh, seventy nine. Whoa, whoa, that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I was just like Cheap Trick, very obsessed with them. Wow. The Kinks, very obsessed with the Kinks, very obsessed. Like. This type of shit. So Clash was your favorite band of all time or just favorite live show? Um, I think my favorite band would be The Stones. Okay. I, I just recently in the last like couple of years started realizing how amazing they are. The Stones? Yeah. Because wow, growing up, it was... So growing up, you'd listen to just their hits on the radio, right, you know, yeah. and you'd, you'd get so used to them and you're like, yeah, they got those six or seven songs. Start and then Me when, Up is like their worst song. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you listen to the, like the Some Girls album... Yeah, forget about it. It's wall to wall amazing. Forget. I listened about to it this it. morning. It's so yeah. good. It's forget about it, dude. Led Zeppelin, forget about it. Really? Like, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's another one. If you listen to their early stuff, it's like Tom Petty's early stuff is insane. Yeah, he's the awesome. Eagles, amazing. Like those are the bands. Those are the best bands to me. I mean, have you guys seen the uh, the history of the Eagles documentary? No. People Amazing. keep recommending it to me. It's so good, dude. You have to watch it. I got to watch. I just saw the Big Star documentary um, about the band Big Star. I don't know who is. They're from like um they released like a couple's albums in the 70s that were like super influential. Like mm. all the bands we were just talking about like would all love them, but okay. they they never got they never broke mm. because like they were on a small label, distribution problems, et cetera, et cetera. But anytime there's a best like top 100, 200 albums of all time, their albums are always oh, wow. on them. What are they called? Big Star. Big Star. Yeah. yeah. They're really good. They sound just like their 70s rock, the Beatles right. influences, oh, that, wow. that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, they're, they're awesome. Tell us about your documentary. Oh my god! Yeah, that's a great segue. Nice segue. Speaking of documentaries, Um, yeah, uh, I think it's the first time that I've done anything where I'm not doing shtick, Mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of letting what really happened happen. Um, I picked this particular tour to film because I knew going into it, I was just going to be playing some really obscure places that most people haven't heard of. I mean, anytime you play, anytime you see a documentary, it's always like New York, L.A., Atlanta. This is like Antigo, Wisconsin, (laughs) Wausau, Wisconsin. They're like third markets. Wow. And they're towns that have never done comedy in them before. So uh, up like, until now? Yeah, until wow. I was there. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and um, so I chose that just because of the backdrop of it. And I wanted, to ha- I wanted the towns to kind of be its own character. Mm-hmm. Like, like you go into like some of these towns, like the place I'm playing is connected to a bowling alley. And another place I'm performing <laughs> is in a movie theater. So like next to me is like Lincoln. You know wow, I mean? 
right? <laughs> you know, like, so there's a big white screen behind me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just mm. really weird, like, really, like, weird. So I chose that. It's, like, in the dead of winter. Um, and then... Uh, Real quick for people listening, it's called uh, Polly Shore Stands Alone. Mm-hmm. And you can Google that and watch the trailer right now. And then the release date is? Um, it'll be on Showtime December 4th. Okay. And then it'll just air all on Showtime in December. And then we're also having a, an L.A. premiere okay. at the Comedy Store on November 12th. Oh, nice. So, um, but then I also, you know, deal with my mom, my mm. mom stuff, which is, you know, which I'm dealing with still. Um, you know, we moved her out of her house. You know, that's part of it. And then yeah. we find out who my mom is because a lot of people, the younger people don't know. That she, well, she was responsible for. You guys know what she was responsible for, yeah. but most people don't know that. You know, she my started, adult life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> responsible for like our adult lives. Yeah. yeah. No, I just yeah. So th- dealing with that, and then um, being alone, being forty six, where I shot it when I was forty five, not married, no kids. Yeah. Probably sure stands alone. Like you know, a lot of people are you know relate to that, like dealing with their their dying parent how to deal with it. You guys are younger than me. Um, uh, I know your, your father passed away a while yeah, ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was heavy. That was heavy, yeah. Yeah, it was really heavy. So, but people in my age, I think in their 40 or 50s, are dealing with what I'm dealing with, which, which is how to respectfully take care of your elderly parent um, in the right way. Right. So, um, you know, I, a guy, a guy said the other day he's going through something similar, and he was like, "I realized my mom wasn't my parent anymore, because I, I'm literally taking, I'm taking care of her now. She's not. I'm an adult man. I'm like, I'm, I'm an adult. This is my job now, and I'm taking care of her. She's not my parent anymore. Right. She's my mom, but like, it's, it's up to me. It's yeah. not. It's no bullshit. Life yeah. gets very. I mean, my mom is in her seventies. Okay. And I'm so I'm like. To a certain degree, like, all right, I'm, and between me and my brother, I'm going to be the one who has to take care of everything. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, this is going to, there's no like shortcut, like, oh, I'll figure it out. You're like, man, this is going to be gnarly as shit. It's yeah, a yeah, long yeah. haul. And yeah. It's exhausting. And I feel like I'm going to have to do it with my sister soon. Have you seen my sister lately? No. I haven't, she, no. she looks crusty, bro. <laughs> Crusty. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to take care of her, too. Yeah. Isn't she, she the youngest? Cataracts and stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Dude, being Are the you famous the one. <laughs> Out, out of all your yeah, siblings, the you're the youngest. Okay, yeah. the youngest and are basically the most successful. It's like, it's like, dude, now it's you're like, man, this this is the inverse of what you were had to do in your 20s. This yeah. is not MTV so, at all. So, I might just move to Thailand. Yeah, <laughs> dude, check out cut and run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Switch all my numbers. Just wait ten years and come back. Like, how's everybody doing? Yeah, Everybody's you guys gone. Figure it all out. <laughs> back, yeah. So how'd that turn out? <laughs> <laughs> I had to take off for a while, but everything's good now, right? Right. Okay, cool, I'll cool, stay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Oh so my God. the trailer for the documentary I liked a lot. Me too. Thanks, it was thanks. cool, and it was like a like a side. I've known you 10, 12 years. You know, it was like a side of you where I was like, oh, okay, this is like. There were, you know, people talking to you like, uh, oh, you're too old for kids. And you're going like, Jesus Christ. And, you know, <laughs> standing outside of these venues and you look kind of like, you know, somber at yeah. certain moments. I was like, I don't really see that side of you ever, yeah. you know? No, this is what I've wanted to see you do for a long time. Yeah. This is why I, th- I think people will find this fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because, I mean, any, I think anyone who gets famous for doing 
what feels like a little bit of a character. Most people know you from... I mean, today I was texting a friend of mine. She's 24 years old. I was like, I got to go. Polly Shore is coming over. She's like, will you please tell him I loved son-in-law? She's 24. Like, you have a ripple effect that, that... I mean, a lot of people of all age ranges, your age, all the way back to people that are still in their early 20s have seen your movies. But to a certain degree, you got famous for doing a little bit of a character. So it's like, well, what's the thing? It's same, you know, similar with Dice. Like, I want to see the real thing. Show me the real person. Well, I think David Spade once said, you know, you work so hard to come up with your own thing and then you work so hard to get away from your own thing. Yeah. Because you do want your own thing. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Because that's how you make it. Right. You know what I mean? For real. Just, you know, you have to have something and then... You know, so it's 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 part of it's part of you know my my battle that or my challenge that I've been dealing with for you know since my shit slowed down mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, just like how am I gonna you know? And a lot of it just comes with you know trial and error and time and you know and you know attitude. You know, I think. Yeah, I know, think so. that a big part of that is not letting yourself get bitter and just knowing it is part of this. That you know, it's you got so famous for yeah. doing one thing, it's almost <clears throat> gonna be as big of a process as it was huge to unravel it and let them 100%. see you as something else. Yeah, and that comes with time. Yeah, time. Yeah. And then, you know, a friend of mine said to me recently, he says, uh, he says, how are you doing? You know, like, I'm like, uh, well, I don't make the money that Chris Rock makes on the road. He goes, yeah. but do you make a living? I'm like, yeah. And really, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, it's, it's still like happiness. Yeah. You know, obviously doing stuff that you know, you want to be doing, but also, can you pay your rent? Right. Can you pay your car payment? Can you buy yourself a sandwich? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And if you can do that, then you're winning, I think. If you can That's do... That's the kind of attitude, too, that is like, like letting you like go, oh, I'm going to make a documentary. I'm going to make a... You That's know. just being process-driven. Like any kind yeah. of, you know, any artist, like, no, I like doing the thing. Mm. The doing is the best part for most people. Mm-hmm. And if you if you focus on the results, you're going to get disappointed your yeah. whole life. People are like, well, it's going to... I'm like, I don't... Fuck, I can't control that. Yeah. And all I can control is the content. Yeah. You know, all I control, can control is the edit. All I can control is the story. All I can mm. control is that. After that, I put it out there and I have no idea. All I know is that people are responding to it. They like it. And I hope people see it. Yeah. It's just like the podcast. It's the same thing. Like Judd Apatow is like tweeting at me like, oh, I heard it. It's great. I love the one with your dad and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool. Like that, that means enough. Like I almost did it just for someone like that to say they liked it. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know, dude. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's not about the money. You know, it's about doing shit that you want to do. You know, that, that was like my whole thing is like, you know, I got pussy and I made money and I got a nice house and all that shit, but I was never motivated. That was never my motivation. You know, it was always about like, even when I was doing MTV and everyone thought I was fucked up, I wasn't. I was actually directing the whole thing. Right. You know what I mean? I was putting the whole thing together. Like, say like for Tolly Polly, like, um, you know, because that was like the thing that really hit for yeah. me. Like, and I saw you guys on the street. And my producer's there. I'm like, get back, get back. And I'm like, I, I go up to you guys. I'd be like, you guys, you know, tell me I'm a loser and I'm really ugly when right. I come up to you. <laughs> and I'd back up. And I'd yeah. be like, yo, bro, what's up? And I would touch you. And you'd be like, get away from me, you fucking loser. Hey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoa, check out a video, you fucking faggot. You know, you'd yell at me and shit. Yeah. And I would get that. And people would really think like that shit happened. Right. So I'd kind of organize a lot of it. Right. You know what I mean, just because I'm really good at directing people that aren't actors. 
Right. You know what I mean? Because I'd make people feel really comfortable, and I would just do that with people on the street. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Just people that aren't actors, like, hey, do this or say this or hit me this or say that, and then I would go up and and, and I would I would push my shit even farther when I and that make them react even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So, being fucked well, up for know. real isn't sustainable. The being what? what? Being fucked up for real. I mean, Dean Martin was drunk. He just pretended to be drunk. It's shit like right. the glass at apple. Yeah, juice the apple in. juice instead of the whiskey or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very few people can really sustain that. No, it's fucking. Like there's stupid. that wasted twenty four hours a day. Yeah. It's like no, you die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you die yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that. Did you edit the the documentary yourself? Do I? I, I don't get behind the machine. But you sit but there with I the guy. People that I work with. Yeah. And certain people, I give them freedom. I'm like, hey, you know. I don't yeah, because like how how is it? You want to show yourself, but it must be sort of painful to like how much of yourself going through a tough time I, do you want to show? And because I wear a lot of hats when I direct myself, you know, I don't, I don't, I when I watch the movie, when I watch the trailer, I don't look at it as Paulie Shore. Mm-hmm. I look at it as a guy that's going through whatever he's going through. Right. I shift out of oh, that's me. Like I don't think of that. I think of telling a story. Do you understand? Yeah. About a guy that, you know, his mom's sick, you know, he's on the road, you know what I mean? And, and try to balance the comedy and the story together. And I do that with all my stuff. Um, so I'm able to, you know, in the edit as well, kind of step out of, you know, where just be the director, you know? And, the, and, and also another thing is like a lot of my shit, you know, Simone knows this and Jesus knows this, like, I'll like get rough cuts of my stuff, and I'll take it on the I'll take it on the road with me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I'll be at the mall, and I'll be handing out like flyers. Like, come see a free screening of my documentary at three o'clock at the Improv today. Oh wow! You know what I mean, or I'll or I'll be on stage after my show, and I'll be like, "Yo, you guys!" You know, I'll be like three hundred people there. I'll be like, I got a free screening tomorrow. Blah blah blah. My documentary. Da da da. And then I get like 30, 40 people to show up in the afternoon. Oh, that's smart. And yeah. I screen it for them and I sit back and I take notes. Oh. And I take all my notes and then I go up there. I'm like, what did you like? What didn't you like? Wow. And I kind of already know because the audience really dictates the edit. Yeah. I don't dictate the edit. Yeah, what they just naturally will laugh at. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or if it's too heavy, like they don't want that. If it's yeah. too much goofy, they don't want that. Yeah. You know, they kind of dictate it. So then I take those notes and I come back to L.A. and I sit with my editor and I'm like, hey, here's the 20 things that didn't work. And then I go back and I take it again and I go out the next month and I do that. And I do that like five or six times at least. That's great. So then when I sell it to Showtime or I do a screening in L.A., I already know it's good. Like when you guys see it or if you guys go or whenever you see it, you'll be like, dude, that's good. Like I already know that because people of the audience has already told me what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. And that's where, where you've got to do reshoots. Sometimes you've got to do reshoots. You know, you've got to tell the story better. Sometimes people are like, oh, I didn't really understand that. So like, oh, shit, I got to like, they didn't get that. Uh-huh. So now i got to like reshoot that. Wow. How are people reacting to you in Silver Lake when you walk around? Um, everyone's cool. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, the people there are cool, but like, do they get excited? I feel like they would get excited. Yeah, everyone's cool. You know, everyone, I think everyone in L.A. in general is kind of like, um, when they see people, they don't really say anything. Yeah, because it's like it's cool not to in a way. Yeah. You're like, dude, act like the celebrity's not there. You know, yeah. I say I only say stuff to people that are like 
half as famous as you. Like, if I think right. they don't hear it often, like a character actor. Oh, wow. If, okay. I, if I remember from something and they're not famous, they're just like a working actor like me, right. I'll hit them up and be like, dude, you killed that thing. Because I right. bet they've... A, I believe it, I'm being honest. And they probably don't hear it that often. Right. Um, no, everyone's cool. I mean, I live on the block where, you know, the Intelligentsia Cafe is nature yeah. as well and Flore. Those are all great places. Those are the places that I usually go to because they're walking distance from where I'm at. There's also a nice wine bar in the back, Stella, you know? Yeah, it's a cool spot. One, like wine thing there. That so, cheese store is cool too? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, a cool cheese place. cheese store. Army and, surplus. Um, Dude, we need to sit outside of Intelligentsia one day and just have coffee. Dude, oh. it's, it's so funny. I love it. I would love to do that. It's so funny. <laughs> that place is pretty funny. Yeah. They look like I don't... I, I, A, when I've gone there, every... The thing I always say this that bothers me, the dudes look just like me, but they're not nice. They're not nice to me. You'd think right. it'd be like, hey, we look exactly the same. How's it going? Right, yeah, right, we probably right. have similar interests. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. we are wearing the same fucking outfit. Maybe, like, r- have your eyebrows <laughs> right, go up when right. we look at each other. Right. Yeah, they just right. don't. They're just like, ugh. I'm like, dude, fuck you, man. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I just, li- I mean, I think the more angry they are, the funnier, the more That's I That's so funny. Yeah. Like, you're so, I, what are you so mad yeah, at? why are you mad? <laughs> you're it's so mad at your so, jeans right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, uh, you know, uh, just being over there is just, you know, it's funny. It's, um, it's cool. And then I like Millie's, the breakfast place. That's a cool spot. Yeah, that's a guy. I sit at the counter there. I became friends with the cook. Oh, and good, good. He knows what I like there. I got the dishwasher. It's like. <laughs> right. But, You're taking this neighborhood over, dude. You're making it your yeah, own place. Um, you know, it's where I'm at right now. So, you know, I feel, I feel good. My mom's, my mom's in a good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got her on Robertson and Beverly. We sold the house on Doheny. And, you know, she's got a great caregiver, Alfred, and she's got Parkinson's. Oh, he's still there? Yeah. Alfred's oh, he's a good there. guy. I yeah. remember him when he got hired. Yeah. Yeah. So she's all That's right. That's good, dude. You know, she's yeah. all right. The store's doing good. I mean, it seems like we're all having fun, you know? The store is the place, you know? man. It's it great. really is doing great, yeah, we man. We all love it. I mean, I want to thank my mom, you know, for fucking, for that place, because if it wasn't for that place, we'd all be fucking going crazy right now. Yeah, where would oh, yeah. Go? I mean, seriously, dude. We couldn't work any of these other places. I, I feel bad. Actually, feel She's bad. the reason I'm there. Yeah. I feel bad yeah. for the comics that, like, aren't, weren't passed by her. Yeah. It's different. Like, I, you know, like, being oh, passed by Mitzi's, like, I, yeah. like I've, I fucking love that I was passed by Mitzi. Me too. She then banned me. And then <laughs> Why did she ban you? She just decided she didn't like me. Like oh. she saw me once, passed me, saw me again, was like, get rid of him. And then That's I awesome. and then I hid for a year. Tommy would still let me go up but I would hide right. and anytime she'd come in I would just leave oh, that's and awesome. then she saw me again and was like I thought I'd say get rid of him and Tommy was like well everybody likes him she was like I guess that counts for something right. <laughs> and when did, when did you get past I mean when did you come to the store I think like 2001 or 2 mm. about that time I was there for like it took me like a year and a half to get past and so you knew my mom when she was kind of together right? yeah 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 how was she, she? She was okay to me. I mean, I was terrified of her, so I yeah. just stayed away from her like everybody else. Yeah. And but she was. She said like a few nice things about my stand-up, something about me, like me being kind of like David Letterman. But oh, I, cool. I also don't know if that's true or just something Tommy made up. Oh, so that I don't was know. the difficult part. After a while, is what Tommy was making up. Right. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. I would. I used to talk to her every morning. I used to work the phones. Oh, right. So I She'd talked to her. All in, right? Yeah, yeah. Every what single day. What would you day. say? Wait, wait, you're on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your phone voice is good. 
like that. And I was like, but I took it. I was like, yes. Because I was always afraid. I'm like, she's going to fire me. She doesn't know me yet. It was just like a voice, you know. And then I'd see her at night and talk to her. And she, you know, she's like, oh, you're, you're answering the phones. You're the same Nick that answers the phones. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's me. And then she'd be nicer to me. How old are you now? I'm 32. And then you came at what time? I got hired in the fall of 2003, right, right after I turned 21. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. you forget, like you've been. People have been at that place. We've all been there. So I mean, you've been and there. Ari's a, doing his fucking special, dude. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Isn't it funny, dude. Like, like Ari's so funny, dude. Just like how, just how long it took him to hit. You I know. know. And like, and how it, long it took him to get into the club? No one, but no. He was one, almost gonna quit. Like a year before it started to get good, he was literally like, "Dude, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I think I just have to stop." I was like, "No, no, keep going." And I didn't even really believe it. I was like, "I right, keep going." And he just was like, all right, you just hung in there. And now all of a sudden he's successful. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah. But a lot of it is his followers, though. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, his... He built his own market. Yeah, Yeah, he did it on his own. But Rogan helped him out with it, right? That's how he got exposed to a lot of them. But then I really feel like he splintered off and became, like, his own thing. He did, yeah. yeah. And then Duncan, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's yeah. funny. It's funny. I look at Duncan like, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think he's really funny and I watch him at the store and all that stuff. I still look at him as my mom's talent, yeah, talent yeah, coordinator, yeah. yeah. You know, which isn't bad, you know, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But he was, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was up there for a while. I have a I hard time looking at Ari as a successful comedian. He, I just look at him, I just like, you did. Because he's just our friend. Yeah. I like when people are like, dude, you know, like someone's like, dude, I heard you on this Ari Shafir podcast. That's cool. You guys know each other. I was like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Right. It's cool that I know him. So what's going to happen to him? So he's got his Comedy Central special in two days. But he has his, he have a storyteller. He has a storyteller show on Comedy Central. Yeah. And that, then he has, doesn't he have another thing? Oh, no, he has a show with Ren Azizi. That he, I think this it's going somewhere else. It, yeah, may at some it point. May, yeah. yeah, like a pilot. Like yeah, he's got two Comedy Central projects: his storyteller show and then his special. All probably in the beginning of 2015. Yeah. At some point, they'll be on the but, air. But you know, he's a, he's like a great testament to a of, of exactly what I was saying earlier, which is like just keep doing it. Yeah, if you're talented. My whole thought is like the whole Carlos Mencia thing and Joe thing. It was just like, you know, to me is like Carlos. Talent, talent always wins. Yeah, you know. So whether Joe outed him or not, like eventually he was gonna fizzle. Do you who, understand? Who Carlos? Carlos. Oh yeah, yeah. Just because he just not to me is just not that talented. Yeah, if you're gonna keep borrowing other people's yeah, but material, forget the material. I'm talking about just him in general. He's just not that because if he was, he would be acting in films. Right, he would be on TV shows, and it wouldn't be about the material thing. He's just not that talented of a guy. I right. think. I think he's okay. You know what I mean? And he was yeah, I think he's a, just whatever. Yeah, I mean, which because but I mean, he fizzled out himself. Right. But my point is, is that Ari is a guy that is talented, and has always been talented. Yeah. And he just hasn't hit the right thing. And right. Now, for whatever reason, where he's going now is working for him. Yeah. And and it's like he's on some type of path yeah and he's doing it his way yeah because you know he has I mean? which is cool yeah you know which is cool so he's got the drive you know like he, he it's talent but he also like works hard he's like this is what you have to do mm-hmm. i'll fucking do it i'll do the podcast i'll be diligent i'll do a good show mm-hmm. i'll hit the road hard i'll write a lot like mm-hmm. he he's he works hard was there anyone that you remember from when you like early days of the store that you were really surprised didn't make it because you were they were just like so good 
Or does, were you kind of like, that guy's clearly going to make it? And you were right most of the time. Um, that's a good question. Because um, Harris Pete says Jim Varney was the greatest comedian of all time. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Is that not true? I mean, I don't know. I didn't really see him a lot. I mean, Michael Keaton... You know, he used to work out at the store. And yeah. There's another guy that obviously is in this big movie now, which I want to see tonight. You Birdman. I want to yeah. see it too, yeah. Yeah, I want to go see it tonight. Um, um, here's a guy that, again, you know, has been out of the game for how long? 15 years at least. He yeah. took, I, I think a lot of that, I read an interview with him and it was like he took a lot of time off to just be a dad. Like it was mm. purposeful. Oh, okay. That he, I read, he yeah. lived in Michigan and he was like, yeah, I, he, he's like, I coach my son's Little League team. It's the best thing ever. And <laughs> if a movie is going to interfere with like this stuff like that, because he made so much money on those Batman movies, wow. he was like, good. Wow. So I think it was like a more of a choice thing for him. And now okay. I think his kids are grown. He's like, all right, let's go get back to work a little okay. bit. Okay. Well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I think, but either way, you know, he's just so talented. Yeah. And he's always, I mean, Beetlejuice, forget about it. Oh, yeah, Multiplicity yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. He, and he was a great comic, you know, at the store. I See, I've never him. seen footage of him, but that yeah, name on the be, wall, I'm like, man, Michael Keaton. Like, I, I wish know. I could have. I've always yeah, been he curious what he, <clears throat> what he was like as a stand-up. You know who else was really good was Red Fox. Red Fox yeah. was a really good stand-up. He was a really good stand-up. That would have been a cool one to see, too. Uh, but I, I don't know, like, I mean, Stephen Pearl. Mm. I mean, oh, he yeah. was fucking really funny, dude. I actually discovered him in San Francisco years, obviously, years and years ago and I was like dude you gotta get to the store cause yeah. I was up there with Steve Kravitz and it's when I was like kind of kind of working other places besides the store when I, when I first started and I saw Stephen Pearl up there in San Francisco and I was like fuck this guy's fucking funny he had like the Robin Williams thing yeah, yeah. he was like a legend up there yeah. yeah I remember Bobby like he was at the store one night and I saw him and I was like who's that guy and Bobby was like no 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 man you don't understand yeah. show some respect he's like that guy yeah. he's like that guy's a San Francisco legend like he yeah. was the shit yeah there are all those dudes like I want you wonder why I and Kravitz too dude Steve Kravitz back in the day was fucking I mean the problem is is like a lot of these guys they do they do all these drugs Right. You know what I mean? And they're all fucked up. And that's what happened with Steve Kravitz is I think he got too fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, he like had too much fun, didn't focus on the yeah. on the work. Also that shit comes later on in life when comes like your your brain is too slow. Like in your late forties and stuff, like your body starts to go like fall apart, your brain's a little slow, like that shit comes back to you. Well you never yeah. got too into that, right? Into drugs and partying. I, mean, I did Coke with Sam, but I never like you kind of have to, though. <laughs> like, if you're hanging if out. We're going to hang out. It's like one of the rules. Yeah, he used to. Um, he used called, to he called my, one of the best thing ever. He called my house once. He did? My friend's dad, Bill Howie, was like acting coach. And they went to Catalina Island together. So Steve, oh, yeah. Steve Sam used to love to go to Catalina. Yeah, Steve stayed at my house. And so Steve's dad had Sam call my house and yell at us. And it was just about the best shit. I was like wow. 13. And it, we were. Fu- we bugged out yeah he was like what are you guys doing sucking each other's dicks and we, i was like this is the best day of my life yeah sam kenyon just asked me if i was sucking somebody's dick right yeah, yeah he was um 
He was, you know, he'd be one of those guys that would like you would do some coke with him, and then you'd try to leave, and then he'd like lock the door, right? And he'd be like, "Party goalie, party goalie," <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he had the worst breath when he was fucked up. Really? Yeah. Like you'd be next to him, and the whole time you're kind of like breathing out, like, uh huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like, please yeah, get away, uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I remember, I remember. Probably the be- one of the best New Year's Eve's Eve's of my life was um, it was Sam's last New Year's Eve. I think he died. It was at ninety two or something. So I think it was like ninety two, and it was at the the um, it was at the Aladdin when there was the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas, and it was it was me, Tommy Chong, and Sam Kennison. Yeah, and that was the show, and it was like the um, you know it was like the eighties. It was like the seventies, eighties, and nineties of comedy. Right. Yeah. And, um, Billy Idol was there, Molly Crew was there, and and, Whoa, geez. and just trying to get Sam to fucking Vegas that weekend was insane. He had a private plane, you know. I had to like do radio for him because he couldn't get up. Wow. Yeah, but it was it was pretty gross. Right. But that was like you know, it was uh, you know. So I mean, you saw a lot of that firsthand, and you're like, I don't want to go down that I road. I mean, he seemed yeah. to go at it so hard. It's pretty like, whoa. That's well, he, how dude, crazy. The guy was get. on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> yeah. He wants to kill like, you know, blah blah blah's family or some shit. Like right. Michael Eisner's family or something like some big Hollywood. It's insane. <laughs> it's like, fucking crazy. Like insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm like pissed off. Like there hasn't been a movie about it because it's like <clears throat> Bill Kennison. They keep talking about it, but you know, obviously. You know, you'll know when I know because we'll see the previews to it. Yeah. But um. But who would play him? I wanted what's his name to play him, but he died. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. 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 He could have done it. He would have nailed it. Yeah. He There's died. someone out there. They'll find. Yeah. I don't and know. I thought Woody Harrelson would have been good too, but yeah. he's too old now. Right. Harrelson could have done it too. But um. But uh. Nick uh, Cage, young Nick Cage, if you got yeah. that, right, could have done it. Wow, Gosling? Nope. He'd have to oh. gain, gain a bunch of or a fat suit. Yeah, fat <laughs> you know, suit Gosling. Something like that. I bet she'd be good. That's this is you know what they'll do? They'll give it to like jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, some garbage like that. Well, isn't isn't Pryor? Doesn't Pryor have a one coming? There's out? supposed to be yeah, and like Sean or Marlon Wayans is gonna play him or something or something like that, right? There's one. I think there's one coming out, and I don't. And the person playing him isn't like a com a famous comic. It's like why is it so hard to make a movie about comedians? Like they never get made. The stories are always like it's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah. Like Pryor, Kinnison, Bill Hicks, all these guys that led the led these like tumultuous, crazy lives. I think lives. it's a lot to do with you have to show the person doing stand up, and when they see like the guy, the screen test of them trying to do stand-up they fucking suck at it right right they're yeah, like maybe. well and then it becomes like do we use that's old footage true, that's true do we cut back and forth between old footage and and it doesn't look right and you can teach a lot of people to do a lot of things but like go up and do stand-up is pretty difficult that's why punchline's fucking good tom hanks like feels like a stand-up tom mm. hanks is amazing he, yeah dude he practiced at the store what for that yeah dude he's the wow every night. we didn't bury sobel write all the jokes um, I don't know if he wrote all the jokes, but I know he was part of it. Right. But I know Tom Hanks. I remember him coming in all the time. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't that awesome? That's so cool. put his name on the wall. <laughs> what oh, yeah, was, yeah. What year was that? I don't even That's know. Eight. That movie's fucking good. That's a good movie. John Goodman. Sally Fields, right? Yeah, Sally Fields. That's crazy. Where, so your movie, where, where, where did it premiere? Wood, the Woodstock Festival? Yeah, the Woodstock Film Festival. Okay. I did that. That was uh, like last week. And we also won Best Documentary um, 
for the uh, downtown film festival here oh cool in LA in, uh, in June so is there like is right now the festival circuit season how does that work I don't know how that works it's pretty much you know you, you submit your film you know at the right time and then whatever festivals make sense during mm. the time before it comes out to the distributor that's you know you hopefully get in okay so I mean you know I didn't get into like Sundance or any of the bigger ones uh huh but I got into you know Woodstock, so that's cool. South by Southwest, they do like film, yeah, right? but it's too late for that. Oh, okay, because they're like coming up soon, and right, right, already yeah. have been on Showtime. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay, so when is the store screening? November twelfth. And can you get tickets to that? How, how do how I'm do doing people like something on my Twitter where like you know like kind of like uh, what's it called? Um, where I'm saying like. Trivia, like Polly Shore trivia, like winning tickets that way. Like, what was okay. my character in Encino Man? Yeah. You know, what was my name? You know, just kind of like trivia shit. So I'm going to do that, which is just at Polly Shore. And then okay. everyone else is just, I'm inviting all comedians. I think Gary Shanley already, already RSVP'd. Oh, cool. And so I'm inviting Arsenio and yeah. just some of the older comics to come. And then. I love how Gary Shanley had to RSVP. Well, he emailed me. <laughs> right, yeah. He, he said, hey, I'd like to come. So I said, yeah. Um, and then um, all the comics are invited. I invited some girls and I invited a lot of agents and friends. Mm. And I, you know, you've been to screenings that I've done there, right? When I did Adopted, I know. I think I might have. I been went out to of the town. Minding the Store one. I went, oh, yeah, Minding the Store. The first one, the food oh. was really I good. I think Polly Shore's dead good. when you did it there. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. was at that too. Yeah, yeah. So it always works out pretty well. It's a good room. The main room's a good room. Yeah, You're bringing a big projector, HD, big you know screen and. Mm. You know, take care of it. How That's long cool. is it? Like ninety minutes? It's like one twenty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to see it. I saw the trailer this it's morning, cool. and I was like, I gotta see what is going on in this. You'll like it. It's cool. I, I like. I, I think it's. It's. I try to balance the. You know, the 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 comedy and the um and the um the story. So you see, like how I really am, like, you know, when I'm not on stage. Uh huh. You know, dealing with mom back at home and stuff. Right. Right. That's cool, dude. And then the po- what the podcast is available obviously on iTunes mm-hmm. and, and it's just polyshore.com. It's interested. It's basically I'll interview someone and then someone else will comment on the interview. Okay. Um, and that's kind of the structure of it. So I like this week is like uh, I interview Carrot Top and then Larry the Cable Guy comments on That's it. interesting. What? That's cool. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's cool. It's and the reason why I chose them or I chose Larry the Cable Guy was because they both started in Florida, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Oh, they yeah. know each they other. Both, yeah, they grew up. It's, it's like what? They all started the, together. What the fuck? Yeah, I didn't know that either. So you That's learn a crazy. lot about that. Why isn't there a documentary about that? Uh, too? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. So they. Yeah. That's they're, amazing. They're, yeah, they're really cool, and and you know, and so that's kind of like the structure. Last last week's it was. Um, I interview uh, Joan Dangerfield, the widow of Rodney Dangerfield, uh-huh. who was with Rodney like for the 25 years during all the films. Whoa. And then Andrew Dice Clay comments on that because a lot of people don't know Rodney Dangerfield gave Andrew Dice Clay his break. Yeah. From yeah. the Young Comedian young Special comedian HBO. Special. Mm-hmm. So we go back to that whole time. Wow. So it's really cool. So, And then I have, coming up, I have, I interview Kitty Bruce, the daughter of Lenny Bruce. These guests then, are like mind blowing. And, and then I have Mark Marin comment on that one. What the fuck? And that's cool because it, with the Mark Marin one, it's not about him; it's about Lenny Bruce. Yeah. So wow. Take, yeah, it's a really cool um, one. So, 
And everyone's different. Everyone's different. I, I, interview, uh, I interview Andy Dick. Yeah. And then Lucas Dick comments on that. That's amazing. <laughs> that was awesome. For those that don't know, Lucas Dick is his son. Yeah. yeah. And he's actually got his shit together. Yeah. Which is awesome. amazing. I, know. I, work, yeah, I worked awesome. with Andy like last year. Oh, God. He guest starred. No, he guest starred on Two Broke Girls, and he was amazing. Wow. And I remember saying that. I was talking to like one of the producers. I go, isn't this great? To see him, that he's when he has his shit together, yeah, he's great. He's one of the funniest. Yeah, yeah. he's so funny. Yeah, but like you know, it's get your shit together. He was late like one day, and they were like, "Andy, yeah, please don't <laughs> go down that road." <laughs> like we know so, how this goes. How many episodes have you done so far? Um, like twenty, twenty years. This is so great. Yeah, the cool. the the idea is awesome, and the yeah. guests are like, "What?" Yeah, which is not surprising. You know all these people. Like, yeah, you know. I just you know I beg, and I, you know how it is to get people. You know, right, it's hard. You just kind of ask people, you beg them, and then um. I have a lot of, and also it's not just comedy. I have, um, I interview a guy named Larry Rudolph, which most people don't know he is, but he's a uh, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, and Steven Tyler's manager. Oh wow! And he's been Britney's manager since she was thirteen, and also Miley. See the guy that wears Miley's he wears manager. like sunglasses all the time. Um, that's every manager. Yeah. No, it's I, not. I think I know <laughs> what that guy looks like. She she left him and then went back to him. At one yes, point, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, when she shaved her head, she left him. Yeah, and, and then, then went, went back, back after. Him. Yeah, after she sobered up. Right, and then I have Randy Jackson comment on that. Whoa, from American Idol. Good lord, and that's like pop. That, that 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 episode is all like pop music. That's like that theme. Yeah, that's great. Um, so it's, you know, everyone's different. You know, I interview my dad. And then Rudy DeLuca comments. Uh-huh. And Rudy DeLuca is the one that actually started the comedy store with my dad. Right, right. Before my mom. So we go right into that. When he uh-huh. got the comedy store, was it still... It wasn't still Ciro's. No. What was it? It was a teen club for a little bit after Ciro's. Oh, I can't I remember the name, that. but I've yeah. seen pictures of it. Really? Weird. Yeah, it was. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a, a, a club for like... You know, uh, teenagers, all ages. And, yeah, kind of all ages club for like a little bit of time. Huh. It was in some music book I read. I read about the Sunset Strip, and they were like, after Ciro's, it was this for two years, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Weird. So yeah, it's. I'll, I'll look it up later. I'll tell you, but um, that's such a great idea for a podcast, dude. It's cool. It takes a lot of time. Like, there's a lot of editing and music and, you know what I mean? I don't just put it, I got to, like, you know. Yeah, you got a guy to do that. Well, I do it with him. Okay, yeah. We do it together, yeah. So, That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's, um, I'm thinking about shooting the next one, like, filming it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? That's a good idea. And making and cutting it back and forth and, and maybe showing old footage and old clips and just seeing what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So. And you do it, like, at home or do you go to a studio or something? No, I'm like you guys, but I don't have that big board. Right. I just have my little thing. Just like the that. recorder. Yeah, Ari's the one that turned me on to that. Yeah, same here. He was What's like, this it called? It's the H4N Zoom. Yeah, I yeah. like that. So I yeah, just, it's easy to use, portable, it's great. Yeah, I just cruise around with that. That's cool, dude. Dude, all this stuff sounds awesome. I know. I was hey. th- this t- sitting here, I was thinking about you, it's, you f- still feel the same age to me. Mm. Like, you don't feel, you don't appear your age. You don't look mm. your age, mm. really. But like it's interesting, you don't feel your age either. Mm. I want. That's probably because I'm not married and I don't have kids and I'm maybe. fucking stuck in that bullshit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck. I don't yeah, you know. get plenty of sleep. You're yeah. never stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. I You're just, still having uh, fun. Yeah, I I think like because I haven't changed my lifestyle my whole life. 
you know, always like working out and then getting fucked up once in a while. Dude, you and I are going to work out together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not that, dude. It's not that, you know what I mean? You kind of just go there just to say you went there. But that's, not, <laughs> yeah. that's why I like working out at Equinox because you work out there, you really feel like, you know, everyone's in shape. You feel like... Yeah, there's all this like peer pressure. Yeah. You're like, fuck, I got to start. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've so. definitely just sat there for a while and left. I mean, that's the only gym I've ever worked out at. This one? Yeah. Yeah. You know who's, who's awesome, who I see at Equinox sometimes? I saw him there the other day. Is Mickey Rourke. Oh, really? no way. He's the best. That's so I cool. Go, I say what's up to him, and he just stares at me like he didn't know who I was. And then later I went up to him like, dude, I like gave Dr. Tom a phone number for a doctor for your fucking back because he told me your back's fucked up. He's like, oh, you're Polly. Oh, sorry. I didn't recognize you back there. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking recognize you. Yeah, you're the yeah, one who still yeah, looks the yeah, same. He looks yeah. like totally you're the one who looks like a sea monster. Dude, I look he fucking... Looks gnarly, dude, but it's so awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. something. Because he's yeah. just so cool. Well, we're almost he's like used best. to it. We're just used to his new face, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's just new Mickey Rourke. And it's like, in a way, not surprising. It's that like new Madonna. Madonna doesn't look the same either, but you're like, no, it's just new Madonna. What about Renee Zellweger? That was interesting. It's a strange one. That was interesting. I think she's... You know, it's weird. I thought she looked good. She just looked different. She didn't look she's like bad She's just older me. now. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I, she, a lot of it, she looked tan, which I've never seen her tan. There was like some plastic surgery. I, I always wanted to get her pregnant. Okay. Really? There was like a part where I was kind of like texting with her back and forth. Yeah. Because she'd go to the gym and then I'd meet her and... I knew her from... I don't know where I met her. I was I around I her. her Dove was going to make a movie with her, and I did a table read at her house. She was incredibly nice. Yeah. Nice house. Fuck. Yeah. I know. That's <laughs> why I wanted to impregnate her. Uh, <laughs> she was fucking super nice. And like, because she's like Texan, and, and when she's hanging out around people, she has like an accent. You're like, oh, I get why yeah. so she's many super dudes. charming and cute. Yeah, yeah that's, she like everyone cleaned up you. all our plates for us. We were like, is Renee right. Zellweger just take my paper plate with a chicken wing on it? Like, yeah. what the hell's going do on? Do you here? cover in the in the dot without giving away too much? Obviously, like, do you cover whether you want to like eventually get married, have kids, or like you know settle it's down? Kind of the way it is right now. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the right situation. You know, like I have a girlfriend now that I've been seeing for a couple of years. Oh wow! Okay. On and off and off and on, and and she's awesome, and I mm. love her, and she loves me, and it's like this really cool, like this really cool, like friendship. Yeah. You know what I mean, but I just don't know if she's like the right person. But who is the right person? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think the right person is the chick that's got cash. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because then you don't have to think about it. It's like, do you know what I'm saying? Does uh-huh. that make sense? Yeah, you're someone a, that you're I, also in love with, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes I mean, sense. You're, a, you're also, a total, you're a gold digger. It makes, yeah, sense. <laughs> it makes sense to you. Yeah. You desperately want to take advantage. He's already of like been with every incredibly hot girl in the oh, world, and no, he's like, maybe there's. Dude, I remember shit, once. This, fucking this is like five years ago. We're at the store, and dude, you get the hottest girl. You walk in. You walk yeah. into the hallway, and some some scathing hot girls with you, and you go, you go. She can't come in because she's only twenty. And you go, is that cool or is that sad? And we, me and David Taylor, <laughs> stood there. We stood there and thought about it. We're like. It's still cool, man. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> when I used to work the lot, like years back, I used to work the parking lot, and and if a car would pull in, and there was some like sort of confused looking but incredibly gorgeous girl, like, yeah. can I park yeah. in the? And Polly I was like, girl. who are you here for? And I knew she was like, Polly. I'm like, just pull in right there, oh, and then he'll be yeah. here shortly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. These girls were like 12 when you were on MTV, and then you're still they you're just you know they come looking for you later. They're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's probably maybe another reason why I'm not settling down because I still meet these type of chicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Rosalie. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know what it is, dude. I just, you know, I like my freedom. Yeah. I like to travel. I like to not answer to anyone. Yeah, I think some yeah. people are just like not made for being married. Yeah. You know? Or just like that kind of settling I down. I also like being alone a lot too. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's something cool about coming you. You home don't just... get to be alone when you're fucking married. It, you, oh, yeah. It's not available. Yeah. It's not an available choice. You can't. <laughs> right. You yeah. can't. And you can't say, "Hey, I just feel like being alone." They'll take it personally, and then they're pissed. There's no like, "Oh, I'm gonna stay at my place tonight." It's like, no, we live in we, the we same place, in, and I'm gonna be in the bed with you. Yeah. And I'm going to probably be pissed off about something and take it out on Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no alone. There's, there's no like, hey, I need like eight hours to myself. They're like, what the fuck do you mean? Yeah. It's not a, It's not an available choice. And then right. once you have the kid, then they really lock you in. Then, oh, then there's never any yeah, alone. Your life is the gone. kid. You got to really want that shit. Yeah. Otherwise, you're bad. If you don't really want that shit, then you're, you're a bad father. You're fucking up a new human. Right. You're literally making a new asshole. Yeah. Ugh. No, if you gotta want it, you should want it. You should be like, I want to have a kid. I want to be a parent. Plus, if you don't want a kid, you got time. You can get married, fucking whenever. But that kind of pressure is not there like it used to be. Like, gotta get married at thirty, and now people are like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna work, have fun, do my thing." Yeah, if you work out, you'll live to be ninety. You got plenty of time. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you're gonna live forever. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like you are. There's certain people where you're like. That person's never going to age. Have you guys been to Thailand before? No. No, why do you... Dude, it's fucking heaven. <laughs> what? Fucking heaven. What happens there? Dude, it's just like... It's awesome, dude. I went there for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... I mean, you take a plane from like LA to like... I took... I was on Filipino Airlines. Yeah. What was crazy is I took out... I took off on the same day that the Manila plane got lost. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Imagine that story. Jeez, I know. Right? So, so I. They uh, still haven't found that shit. Yeah, they never will. <laughs> no. So, so then you fly, and then you fly into Bangkok, and and you know I stayed on, I stayed in Phuket. My friend was down there, my friend Mark, and it's just really cool, dude. It's like it's pretty much like Hawaii on steroids. Mm-hmm. Like everything is greener, the, the the fruit is juicier, the food is better, everything is fucking dirt cheap. And obviously, you know, you can get fucking laid for a nickel <laughs> right. pretty much if you want. Mm-hmm. Or foot massages for like a dollar. Right. You know, the, the beaches are like green. You know, it's like, it's like the, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Beach. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like that vibe. Like just. Wow. It's, and it's so you could shit. go retire there tomorrow. Dude, you could fucking retire there. Yeah. Is it safe? Do you feel yeah, safe, safe being there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. How do they treat Americans? They like them? Cool, yeah. They were well, cool. you're going in there with like all this money. Yeah, they're like, hey, buy our foot massage. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the way you have to be over there is like, you know how like here, like you can smoke pot like down the street and not really think anything of it? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you might get arrested, but probably not. Right. Like just don't do anything like that. Well, yeah, that littering is like a legit crime. Like, yeah, you can't, you just have to respect their, their land and respect their rules and don't, don't do coke, don't do pot don't bring anything just be cool you know and don't be around people that are doing that dude you know who was fucking there when i was there that scared the shit out of me was mini dean adam what the painter. adam the painter yeah yeah what the he was fuck? Stop calling there. him a painter uh, whatever the fuck he does uh, yeah but he was over there like living and the world's blah. fastest painter so what yeah right so he was over there and i you know and i i took him to dinner and he like had butt on him 
Yeah. Oh, it's because an idiot. And I'm like, dude, like leave it in my room. Like, yeah. don't fucking walk with. You already. You have of a fucking, course, he's. You can in like Thailand. smell it coming out of his pocket. Yeah, it's like dude. A moron. By the way, yeah. I guarantee you, there is a very horrifying reason he's in Thailand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that guy creeps me out. Yeah. Yeah. He's over there to like bang 11-year-old prostitutes. Right? Yeah. Is it 16 or 15? I don't know. Probably some way too young age. Have well, you now Dean's one been, of them. Have you guys been to Dean's place up in uh, Northern Cal? No. No, no. Did you hear about it, right? Yeah. Well, I heard he was moving to Hawaii, and then I found out that was a bold-faced lie. Yeah. Right. Dude, you know I just got rid of my Tinder account? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. You know I got rid of it because I matched up with Jill. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. <laughs> Holy! She's shit. on her like That's ninth so kid that she funny. complains about on Facebook. Oh my god! Were you really on Tinder? For a little, yeah. That must have been so fun. Stupid. Adam Duritz is on Tinder. It's good. It's good if wow. you're out of town, right? Like if you're in Iowa or fucking. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's just inviting girls to the show, anyways. Right. Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's oh yeah. Facebook. It's Twitter. It's Tinder. It's all the same shit. Yeah. It's like, are you having sex? Probably not. Mm. Are you gonna invite him to the show? Yeah, come to the show. Whatever. Well, I will use that as an excuse to get back on. Just trying to get people to shows. Yeah, I just want to network, yeah, you know? My, it's part of my social media, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I tell people. It's my social media, bro. That's funny. Um, is that, do you use the, 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 the poly voice when you lie? Is that what it is? What? When you're like, yeah, bro, I can't do that. Is that how we know you're lying to someone? Or when you're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> when you oh, put bro at the end of a sentence, does that mean like I'm sort of lying? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> um, do you have it? This will come out in like a few weeks unless you want to wait. Or whatever. Um, have it come out like we're finished. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, in a, probably in Let's a couple minutes. Up. Um, Say, all right, well, that was it. We had Sweet Baby Weasel <laughs> because I got to head back to the store now. To, to hang out with... Uh, no, I got my, my assistants up there. We got to fucking pound emails and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we're good. How much time do we do? Hour 15. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And the, our battery's real low. So I'm like, I was oh, hoping. Shit. I was like, we still have Plugged battery. In. But I can't, that's why I keep looking at it. Like, if this in, thing bro. dies, our thing, uh, <laughs> our fucking thing broke. What did the a adapter broke? Oh, really? Just from sucks. overusing it. Yeah, the wire just got frayed. So now we're on batteries. Go back to, go back to uh, uh, Guitar Center, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And get a whole new one. Us. Um, um, yeah. So just put this out. I think right before December fourth. Okay. okay. So yeah. like the week before. Yeah. Just like that. say okay. that it'll be out on Showtime December fourth. Okay. Polishore stands alone. Okay. And that's it. Dude, I'm it looked really good. I'm excited about it. Cool. And then everything else we can go to polyshore.com. And then correct? my Twitter, which is just at polyshore. At polyshore. That's pretty much it. Cool. And then I'll see you guys at the Intelligentsia. Fuck yeah, man. You'll see me at the gym. I don't go to Intelligentsia. No. Nah. Outwater Village. Hey, I go to the Starbucks in Atwater. That's all right. No good. Intelligentsia, intelligentsia. Me and you, dude, right here. <laughs> we know right, what's up. We right, know what's Thank you, dude. Bye. Thanks, man.